Praise the Lord, everybody. The reason the Jews move is because they're always speaking the name or the replica of the name Yah. And uh, when they do, they have to step aside because that's holy ground where they spoke that name. When they speak it again, they have to move aside because that's holy ground. Amen. That's why they are constantly moving. Amen. They do Shema Yisrael Adonai Elohim Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Amen. Amen. Baruch Atah Adonai Elohim Melech HaOlam. Vihichyanu Blessed be the Lord our God, King of the universe. Thank God. Amen. Thank God. Praise God. That's the reason that they always are moving. Hasn't been a great time. Amen. Are you going to stay for preaching today? All right. <laughs> After last night, I think we'd better stay for preaching. Great message that we heard. God bless you. You may be seated. And uh, I'm going to ask uh, young evangelists from my church to pass out uh, to the brethren on the platform, if you will. And today's subject is going to be the Antichrist's greatest efforts. Greatest efforts of the Antichrist. We believe nearing the new millennium as we count it does not necessarily mean 2,000 years from Christ Christ and actually was born probably BC 4 and so perhaps as far as his birth is concerned we're already past that but uh, whatever they want to count it that's all right with us I'm ready for him to come anytime amen and we believe the Lord is coming soon. Before he does, there's going to be a, uh, a leader that will come to this world, and I believe it's all set up for him to be announced. And the world is going to accept that leader. Later in the book of Revelation, they sing unto him, say about him, who is like him? Praise that you'd think that would belong to the Lord they give to this Antichrist. Who is like him? There is none like him. None is able to make war with him. Are you ready for the word of the Lord today? Yes. Amen. The Antichrist's greatest efforts. I believe that Satan has tried to put an Antichrist on the scene in times past. I think he neared it uh, in the time of Hitler and uh, probably efforts at different times. But this time he is coming as an incarnation himself. We believe that it will be the greatest efforts that he will make. Let's read the word of the Lord, if you will. I'm going to two scriptures, first of all, to Daniel 2 and 20 and uh, 21. And I think that we'll have it um, written for you up here, Daniel 2. And uh, then we'll go to Daniel 7. And let us read something about 
the Antichrist. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of Elohim forever and ever. To him is the wisdom and the power. He changes the times and seasons. He takes up or takes away kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to those who know discernment. If you will go to the seventh chapter of Daniel 24, the horns of the kingdom are ten. They shall rise and another, the word is strange or alien, shall rise after them. He shall be different from the previous ones. He shall humble three kings. He shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear away or wear out the holy ones, that's the saints, of the Most High. And he intends to change times and laws. They shall be given into his hand for until a time and times and a dividing of times. In the Hebrew you have uh, the, the singular, the dual, and the plural. You have the singular time, you have times, uh, the dual, then you have a dividing of times. Then the supreme tribunal will sit and his dominion will be taken away to be destroyed and abolished unto the end. Everybody say, God bless your word. Amen. You may be seated. Satan will seek to change times. The word is Yadania. Uh, and for its season, it's a fixed time to a point. In order to do that, it means he's going to have to control the solar system. Because uh, to change times as we know it, he would have to stop the sun and the moon, the rotation, and have changed the solar system. We believe that God is the one who changes times and seasons, as we, Daniel gave him praise in the first verse we read. And uh, one of the great things that Satan would like to do is to prove that uh, he can do what God does. And one of the greatest efforts of Satan will be to control time. He'll seek to change times and laws, and they will be given into his hand. God's going to let him try it for three and a half years. And uh, before all of this is over, we're going to understand today why he is doing what he is doing. I'm going to read for, for you from... Isaiah 14. It's talking about what Satan actually plans, what, he, what he'd like to do. What's it all about? How are you fallen from heaven, O shining one? Hallel. That's Satan. Son of the dawn. That's Ben Shakar. We call him Ben Shakar. That's son of the dawn. How are you fell to the earth? O vanquishers of nations, want your thought in your heart? I'll climb to the sky. This is what Satan wants to do. 
I'll climb to the sky higher than the stars of God. I will set my throne. I will sit on the Mount of Assembly, which is Har Moyed. And uh, you get Armageddon, Armageddon in the book of Revelation, only one vowel added in the Greek, and it is Mountain of the Meeting of the Gods. I will sit on Mount Zaphron, which is the north or the highest point. I will mount the back of a cloud, and I will match the Most High. This is what he plans to do. He would like to range as high as God ranges, to control time as God controls time, and sit on the Mount Harmoyad. To understand what he's talking about, we need the Anumailish of the Sumerian, the earliest writings of civilization, which are in stone. Within the last five to seven years, they have discovered that it is, uh, it goes along with the book of Genesis, but it is the story of the Anunnaki, those who fell from heaven to earth. They are called Nephilim in our Bible, sixth chapter of Genesis. And God confined them, according Peter and Jude quoting from the book of Enoch, said that the Lord has confined them in chains of Zophos, gloom, until the day of judgment. That doesn't mean that they cannot move about, but has confined them and they are fell to the earth. I don't know how high he is able to go into the universe. I don't know how high he can go. But uh, the Sumerians tell how that there, uh, how heaven was formed. There is a planet called Nibiru, and, and it is where El lives. And it makes its pass into our solar system every 3,600 years. On one of these passes, one of the four moons of Nibiru struck the earth and split it. And another collision took the part that was split and drug it into space as the asteroid belt called Rakish in our Bible. And it means the hammered bracelet. God hammered it out. It is very close. When you read where he divided the waters in the heavens, it means that the Rakish, the hammered bracelet, divides the lower waters from in the lower planets. This is not on earth. This is in the heaven. But it is from Nibiru that the angels, the fallen ones, have come. And uh, Paul names five classes of them. Maybe there are more than these. The oldest ones, those who are rulers, those who are visible, those who cannot be seen. He names all of these, but they are under the power of that chief one who is Ben Shakar. Got lifted up within himself, saw his own beauty, and uh, began to make plans against God said, I'm going to sit on the Har Moyed. And uh, these fallen creatures 
were called the gods of this world, and they appear in later civilizations and later cultures as Zeus, as uh, Ishtar, Inanu, uh, other beings. But we know him as Satan, amen? Uh, and uh, God says, I'm going to confine you there. But he says, I'm going to break the bounds and the bonds that you have put on me, and I'm going to rise above your stars, and I'm going to set my throne above your stars, and I'm going to mount the back of a cloud, and I'm going to match the Most High. This is what he plans to do. And one of the greatest efforts that he will try to do is to control times and seasons. And they shall be given into his hand for 42 months. Actually, the church, the reason that you and I are here, the reason he didn't take us five minutes after he gave us the Holy Ghost is that he wanted to teach by the church. The church that's here, all of the creatures that are in the universe, he wants to teach them the many-sided wisdom of God. Oh, yeah. Amen? So the heavens are learning from us. They are learning from the church the many-sided wisdom of God. And the fact is, the reason that he lets us have problems is that we are able to show and teach these creatures. They don't know everything. Amen. You are the creature that is nearest the image of God. Amen. So it is from uh, that viewpoint that he is trying to uh, take over. And uh, when it says time shall be delivered into his hand for 42 months, you're talking about three and a half years, 1,260 days. We get into the greatest vision probably of all time, and that is the 70 weeks of Daniel. And uh, this is a unique Scripture, inasmuch as if uh, the Jews had been able or had paid attention to it, they could have known that Jesus was the Messiah when he rode into Jerusalem. And it is says, for seventy of sevens, God says, I'm going to amputate time upon the Jews and Jerusalem. I'm quoting from the Hebrew. And uh, from the going forth of the commandment, to restore and rebuild Jerusalem under the coming of the Messiah, Mashika, Nagid, is going to be uh, 69 weeks. And uh, these are 69 of 7. If you do the calculation, that decree was given on March 14th, 445 B.C. What you want to know is how many days is in between. Count from March 14th, 445 B.C. And you should have 173,880 days. You ought to have a Messiah on the scene. And at that time, Jesus came riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, and he wept before he got into Jerusalem and said, If you had known, oh, Jerusalem, if you had known today, if you only knew what that this was your day, you would say, Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. April the 6th, A.D. 32. 
Now, as I said, the birthday of Jesus is the hardest thing to figure. The man that had Jesus coming in 1988 tried to figure because of the birthday of Jesus, and I said he didn't know what he was talking about then. The easiest day to prove is when Jesus was baptized and when he began his ministry, and that was the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius. Tiberius began his reign August 14th, uh, or August 19th, A.D. 14, 15 years bring him into A.D. 29, three and a half years in the ministry of Jesus to the last Passover will bring you him coming into Jerusalem on April the 6th, A.D. 32. Do you know how many days there is between March 14th, 445 B.C. and April the 6th, A.D. 32? It is exactly 173,880 days. He did not come early. He did not come late, but he come right on time. Amen. It is the only time Jesus allowed them to call him king. Praise God. And before we're through in this camp meeting, I'll be able to give you something about that name as well. I praise him because he is able to come exactly on time. He controls time and seasons. He controls that. But the scripture says Satan, uh, with all of his claim, wanting to rise above what God is, wants to do that as well. He will try to control that. But before you talk about that last uh, week of Daniel, you've got a gap period. Uh, and that gap period appears uh, in Daniel 9, 24 through 27 itself. Two things happens after the Meshach uh, Nagid appears, the prince uh, of Messiah, and before that uh, you begin the 72 things that happen, and that is that the prince is cut off and he shall have nothing for himself. That's crucifixion. And the city shall be destroyed. That was the destruction of Jerusalem in A.D. 70. If it was 38 years uh, gap, then perhaps 380 years gap. Perhaps a thousand years gap. Perhaps 2,000 year gap. We are living in that gap right now. I'll tell you why. Uh, Paul t uh, told the Romans uh, that says that God has, uh, has he cast away his people forever, which he foreknew. You can tell by the Greek that he expects a negative answer. Of course not. Amen. But uh, because hardness, he has allowed a hardness to come to their heart. Amen. Until the fullness of the Gentiles, the word is, uh, is pleroma. It means until the completed number of Gentiles be come in. Then he shall turn back to the Jew. You want to know what's keeping the Antichrist from him being introduced? It's because God has a number in mind for a Gentile church. In this gap period, he said that, uh, amen, until... Uh, until that pleroma, the fullness, the completed number of Gentiles be come in. He's got a number in mind. Amen? And when that number is fulfilled, he will turn back to them for a remnant. And there is this time a remnant according to grace. He will turn back. I am happy that the Lord gave me the chance to get in on the inside of this, in this gap period. Amen. But he's got a last somebody somewhere 
that's going to get, uh, that's going to make up the fullness, the completed number of Gentiles. It may be somewhere in Africa. It may be somewhere in Ethiopia. It may be in uh, wherever. But somewhere God's got a last one that's going to mean the completeness and the full number. And when that one's filled with the Holy Ghost, you can get ready. That's what is restraining the Antichrist. Amen. What is restraining him? That which restrains him will continue to restrain him until it becomes out of the midst. And then that wicked one shall be revealed. There's something that's holding him back, and that is God is going to fill that last one with the Holy Ghost. And when he does, thank God, we're going to be taken out of here. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And after he does, then you've got the last seven years that starts in. First uh, three chapters of Revelation uh, actually is the history of church in prophecy. It tells what happened to the church. Everything happened exactly as it prophesied until you come down to the last one, unto Laodicea. And it means a democratic rule. It is when there is democratic rule going on. A rule by mass. A rule by people's choice and so on. Uh, it's a kind of church. There are some within that church that's going to be saved, and I want to be one of them. The fourth chapter of the book of Revelation, I believe, is the rapture of the church because John hears the word, Anabe, come, Anabahode, come up here. Thank God. And when he gets there, he sees a throne, and he sees one sitting on the throne. Amen. He doesn't see a half a dozen. He says one sitting on the throne. And he calls that one uh, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. Hallelujah. He who was alive, who became dead and is alive now forevermore. Hallelujah. Around that throne is a representative view of the church of five and twenty elders. Uh, thank God who sing a song before him. And they sing, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor. Thank God. They take their crowns uh, and they throw them before the throne of God and say, You're worthy to receive all glory and honor because you've been, you have redeemed us by your blood out of every kindred, every nation, and every people, and every tongue. Thank God. But then the seals began, and you'll notice in the first part of the 70th week of Daniel, everything is measured. There is a third of the earth that is affected. There is a third of the stars and the heavens that are affected. Everything is uh, done to the earth is done with some reservation. That's because God is controlling it. Mercy, as far as God is, con uh, is concerned. But when time is delivered into the hands of the Antichrist, he who wants to rule instead of God, there will be, as you will notice in the la latter part, in the vials, it is complete. The sun becomes totally darkened, and all of the waters 
or poison. Everything is complete there is because Satan has been given what he wants and that's to try to rule this solar system his own self. And when he does, it goes into chaos. He finds out that he can't do it as easily as he thought he can. Amen. I believe there is only one who can do it successfully and do it rightly. Amen. Thank God. He will try to rule it and reign it, but things go wrong. It's total devastation when Satan has the times and seasons into his hand. Jesus predicted uh, a, an exponential rate of cataclysmic upheavals that would take place in the world. And uh, you had uh, earthquakes, he predicted, would become worse. In just uh, uh, 1900s, uh, you had like in the beginning, in each decade, you had like four or five major earthquakes, uh, 6.0 on the Richter scale, until you get into uh, the 70s and 80s, and it went to like 50 to 60 uh, major earthquakes over the world, above 6.0 on the Richter scale. But in the last, uh, in the 90s, the, this last decade, uh, there has already been over over 100 major earthquakes, if you will only remember that. What is happening, my friend? God is getting ready to let Satan try his hand at what he says he can do. I can rise above the stars. I can rule. I can sit on the mount of the gods. I can rule from the mountain of the gods. And the Lord is going to give him the chance to try. He's going to try it, but he's not going to be able to rule it it comes to ruin. God will have to step in to get it straight and when he does, it's going to break and it's going to be the end of this whole thing. I want to be somewhere in the bosom of God when all of that begins to take place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. He will make an effort. Everything that God did, he will try to match that. He said, I will match the Most High. I will try to do everything he did and match it. Control times and seasons, and he can't do it. Sun gets a hot, it scorches men. They sit in darkness and grind their teeth, and they curse God for the reason. Not Satan, but they curse God for that. Amen. Things get so bad. The next thing, there was a resurrection that the world talked about for all of these years. The major change and in influence in the world and religion has been the fact that there was a resurrection. I believe there was a resurrection. Amen. Thank God. He said, you can put it in the ground, you can kill it, and in three days, I will raise it up again. But you read in the latter part of the book of Revelation where he causes a resurrection. The beast that was wounded with one of its heads was killed. He brings it back to life again. Ten kingdoms. And I believe the world is divided at this time exactly the way that God has it planned for it to be. Amen. That's already in place. 
Somebody says that uh, maybe the resurrected head will be Nero resurrected. I don't know who that resurrected being will be, but it's, it's going to be Satan's effort to match Jesus Christ in the resurrection. But I tell you, uh, then as now, we will find out that what comes out of there is not exactly what he intended or what God uh, brought forth in the resurrection. That resurrection caused us to be lifted into a higher plane. If the same spirit that dwell in Jesus Christ dwell also in you, it shall also make alive your mortal body. Praise God. Have you got that spirit today within your heart? It's the spirit of resurrection. He will make an effort at resurrection. Every effort that God tried or God did, Satan will try to do. Control time. Try to make a resurrection. But that resurrection is going to be of a power and a beast and a system that will rule this world. And I don't want to be here when that happens. Somebody says, do you know who the Antichrist is? No. And I don't want to know who he is. Amen. I hope and I believe he won't be announced until we're out of here. Praise God. That which hinders him will hinder until it becomes out of the mist. We are a hindering uh, element uh, to Satan himself. Praise God. Oh, my friend, before, before there was a flood, there was an Enoch that was taken out of here. Amen. Actually, uh, two classes. One of them was taken out before the flood. Eight rode through the flood. Amen. I want to be one of those who are transmorphae, who are taken out of here. Amen. Amen. There's something that's hindering the devil today. He can't do what he wants to do because there's a church in this world today. There's a power that's right here on the campground, and you don't realize the influence. You don't realize the power that it exerts. It's not just right here. But I tell you, it is resonating. The worship is resonating into the heavens. Oh, glory to God, it is resonating, and it is holy back the power of Satan from coming. And as I mentioned to you a while ago, it is God's plan for you and I on this earth to teach all of the heavens. You're teaching angels here today. You're teaching angels. What are we going to teach them? We're teaching them the poilelikos. We're teaching the many-sided wisdom of God. They don't know all about the wisdom of God. Praise God. But because you've got the spirit down in your heart and you're facing the same devil that Jesus faced. Amen. And we're able to overcome. Angels don't have the Holy Ghost. Angels were not made into his, in his likeness. It is you and I that have been made in his likeness and have now been filled with his spirit. Praise God. We face the elements of the world and we're proving, thank God, that he is God over all Blessed forever. Amen. Thank God, thank God. There's many sides to the wisdom of God. And the reason there are so many of us from different walks of life is because the wisdom of God is splayed in many different areas. 
Thank God to teach exactly what should be and what should not be. What is another of Satan's great efforts? He is going to try to create a being all over again. Bereshith bara Elohim Hashemaim vait haaretz vaharetz tohu bavahu. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Amen. And the earth was formless and sightless, unfurnished. Amen. But God began to move. Those were eternal days. Science worries how we try to put everything into a 24-hour day period, six-day period. Those were eternal days. Time as we know it was not made until the fourth day. That's when the sun and the moon was made. Before that, it was a day as a day like God knows. A thousand years is like a day unto God. A day, a thousand years like unto the day, a thousand years. Oh, praise God. He dwells outside of time and space. He is not confined. Oh, glory to God. But he is old. He is the old one. And when John sees him in Revelation, it calls him the Ancient of Days. He is the Old One. But the greatest thing that he ever did, as I told you yesterday, the day before, he said, I'm going to, I'm going to take upon myself that same kind of form. Satan says uh, that he can defeat it. I'm going to put on that same kind of body. And I'm going to get down there, and I'm going to walk around with him, and I'm going to let him try and tempt me. Praise God. Our God did not cast us into a far-flung corner of the planet. He got down here here in a body and he walked this earth with us hallelujah to God and he was without sin but Satan says I am going to try I am going to create the scripture says they means the people they make an image the word image is a con the same word used in Genesis they make an image. The effort in science now is to try to create another you. Let us take DNA from some great men and reproduce them. And they have shown us by Dolly that they can create a being. Amen. What happens? The scripture says they make an image. We've always thought of that as, uh, as like uh, the book of Daniel, some sort of uh, metal image or some uh, form likened to that. No, no, no. It was, it's an image. Then the reading in the Greek is, not that he gives life, but it says, and he gives it a spirit. They make the image. He gives it the spirit. He gives it a spirit. What you've got is Satan's Christ on this earth. The Antichrist, everybody must worship him. The spirit he will give him is his own spirit. 
and this will be the effort at one of the greatest things that he ever tried to do. Oh my, what a frightful thing. And everybody is demanded that they worship this image. It's even got a mark. Amen. That mark will be known all over the world. Will be demanded. Will appear upon man in his forehead, on his hand. And there's been a lot of different efforts because the Scripture says, Let him that has wisdom understand uh, what the meaning of 666 actually is. There's a lot of different efforts that have been made. I agree with Eusebius who says that uh, 666 is the numerical equivalent of the Greek word Latin kingdom, Latinos. Latinos is a 666 in numerical equivalent. It means the rule of the Latin kingdom. It means the revival of Rome all over again. So he makes his great effort in that light. But brother, the world is must. You can't buy, you know, you can't buy or sell without that. I don't know how it's going to be, but you and I have no interest whatsoever in anything that the devil is trying to do. Amen. It is a wonderful thing to be created in the image and in the likeness of God. Why? Why does? Why did Satan try to do all of this? Why is he trying to bring God down? I'll tell you why. It's because he wants to prove that God is not true to his name. If he can prove that God does not measure up to his name, then he has a valid charge. Thank God. And uh, that he likes to take you and I. The Bible says that he stands night and day and accuses the brethren. Night and day he accuses the saints of God. What does he accuse them of? He accuses them of all of their sins. See, look at this creature that's made in your image and your life. You made him like you, but look what he's doing. Oh, if God, if the Satan can make him appear less than what he is, he will f feel that he has succeeded. But the word God, L, means strength. A-L-A is faithful. Oh, if he can make him less than faithful. H-I-M is the plural signification of other attributes of God, not persons, if you please. Elohim is not plural of persons, but plural of attributes of God. Moses was called Elohim. Amen. And uh, we read where that uh, the Messiah uh, Elohim shall be sold for 30 pieces of silver. There were not three Moses and there were not three Christ. Uh, oh no. But he wants to take that part of his name that means strength and faithful and prove that God is not faithful and he is using you and I. Look at this creature. He's mad because he wasn't made in the image of God. You are the only creature that is ever made in the image of God. If you only knew, hallelujah, what God intended. 
Mm-mm. He says, I'm going, to, I'm going to make everything subject unto him. When I look at the heavens and I see the stars, I ask, what is man that you're mindful of him? And the son of Enosh, the son of mankind, that you pay him any attention. You have subjected all things under his feet. There is nothing left yet to be subjected that was not yet subjected. This is mankind. Satan's going to try to bring him down. And he's saying, look here, God, here's one of those creatures that's made in your image. And he's lying. He's stealing. He's committing adultery. He's doing all these things. Somebody said, let's not preach against certain things. Let's just let it go. Oh, no. If we got to teach, thank God, all the angels, the many-sided wisdom of God, we got to have some rules and some regulation. Amen. Amen. And we preach what's only in the Word of God. Thank God. We must keep that Word of God. I'll tell you why. He wants to stand in front of God and said, look at that creature that's made in your image and likeness. He is a L.A. He is supposed to be faithful. He is supposed to be L. He is supposed to be strength. All things subject unto him. But he said, I want you to look at him. And he accuses the brethren night and day. But there's one thing that Satan is ignorant about. He doesn't understand the first thing about it, and that is the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. He doesn't understand the first thing about the blood of Jesus Christ. You and I, with boldness, have access into the holiest place, into the Kodesh Kodeshim, into the holiest place of all by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. When he says, look at their sin, look at the sin of that one, we can say the blood covered that sin, and he doesn't understand it. Hallelujah to God. Amen. Aren't you glad you've been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's why we sing your blood has redeemed us. Satan's never been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. He doesn't know one thing about you. Only what you tell him outside of prayer while you're gossiping or talking about somebody else. That's the only time he learns anything about you. But when you pass through the veil, that is to say his blood, it closes everything off. He doesn't understand what's going on here today. He's not around. He'll try to stick his head in, but there's enough power to get him out. Thank God. I'd like to tell him today, Ben Shakar, you leave this place. Amen. You don't belong here and you can't come in because we're talking about secret things. Glory to God. Jesus with his disciples, it said that Judas left out, therefore, Jesus, it's an inferential, because Judas left, therefore, Jesus began to say to his disciples. Later on, after talking to them, he said, I'm not going to talk to you much longer because the prince of this world is coming back and he has nothing.
I got interested in what Jesus talked about while he was gone. And I called it the secrets of the church. You know what? You know one of the things that he taught? Mm, he said, when you see me, you see him. Hallelujah. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. Judas never did hear it. Satan never did understand it. He kept trying to find out who he was. But when Jesus had his disciples alone, Philip said, you show us the Father. He said, Philip, have I been so long a time with you and you don't know who I am? Thank God he that has seen me has seen the Father. Thank God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He went on and talked about himself and talked about them and Satan was gone. Judas never got to hear it. It's the secrets of the church. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. You're walking around with something in your heart. Amen. Somebody said, doesn't he hear it when I preach it? He doesn't understand it when I preach it because there's blood connected with it. Thank God we have access because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. That is the secret and the power. He's going to try to control time. He's going to try to cause a resurrection. And he's going to try to create a human being or a being in his likeness. And he's going to give it his spirit. But my friend, I'd much rather be under the auspices and have the Spirit of God living within my heart. Hallelujah to God. Amen. It all depends on how much of that Spirit you've got dwelling within you. I hope I've got enough to get me six inches above the cooling board. Amen. Thank God. I've said it to you before. I don't know where I'll be or what I'll be doing when I feel my feet leave the ground. Glory to God, but when I feel that change start to take place and I feel my feet begin to leave the ground, I just want to lean back and take it easy and say, devil, you can kiss my foot. I've made it in now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus said, watch and pray. Watch and pray that you may be accounted worthy to ex fugo, ex fugo, fly out of these things that shall come to pass. I don't intend to be here when Satan makes his image. I don't intend to be here when he tries to control time. I'm expecting to fly out of these things that shall come to pass. Oh, glory. The song talks about us rising above the sun, moon, and stars. We're going to rise above it all. Hallelujah. And I want to look back as I see it fading away, and I see it growing smaller, and I look up. Praise God. The farther I get from here, uh, the closer I'm going to get to God. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. We'll rise.
guys. Preacher asked me at a conference, do you believe in two comings of the Lord back to earth? No, I said I only believe he's coming back to earth one time. The first time he's not coming all the way back to earth. Thank God we're going to rise to meet him in the air. We'll all start off from a different place, but as we get closer, thank God we'll start recognizing one another. What a day it's going to be when I see him. Hallelujah. And the brilliance of that throne. Amen. I'll not care. It won't make me any difference if this old globe I'm living on begins to heave and roll. It won't make me any difference if it grows dark and if it is in terrible condition because I'm going to be in his presence. Hallelujah to God. I'll fly out of these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Thank God. Somebody said, is the word rapture in the Bible? It certainly is. The word is harpazo. It means that we are caught up. Thank God we are caught up. That means we are stolen out of here. We are caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Shall we love him together? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah to God. Thank God. You must have the measure of the Spirit of God within your heart and life. You can't live off of what you had yesterday or the day before. You got to come new to the fountain every day. We are being changed into His likeness. That's what God is doing with us because Satan has so many accusations to make against us. But every day we have access through the blood of Jesus Christ into the holiest place of all. Hallelujah. I taught it to you, was it last year or a few years ago? Paul says, we are not like Moses who went upon the mountain in the glory of God when the glory began to fade. When? He put a rag over his face when it began to fade. We're not like Moses was who hid his face because the glory was fading. Paul says, because he did not want the sons of Israel to look intently into that which was being done away with. We're not like that at all. But you and I, he says, we look into a mirror. We go to a mirror every day and we watch ourselves changed into his image every day. And the word is from doxy, that's brilliance and splendor and glory. We're changed every day from brilliance to brilliance. And we get brighter and we get brighter. Hallelujah. Not like Moses where it fades it away. If yours is fading away, you need to come back down. Hallelujah to God, because you need that power finally that will lift you out of here and resurrect you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. And then it says we're going to return with him riding upon white horses. Oh, glory to God. Thank God I want to ride on that horse. 
He's going to have a name written on his vesture. Thank God it's going to be King of Kings, Basileus, oh, Basileus. King of Kings, Kurios, oh, Kuriu, and Lord of Lord. Hallelujah. And he's got all of his saints riding with him, ten thousands of him. The old prophet Enoch said the Lord returns with 10,000 of his saints. And there's going to be a great uh, fight somewhere in the air. And Ben Shakar, who says, I'm going, to, I'm going to match the Most High. I'm going, to, I'm going to take his place. Thank God there's going to be a fight like you've never seen before. And the Bible tells us that he's going to be bound. Oh, glory. Amen. He's going to be bound. Amen. And he is going to be put in reserved in chains until the tribunal of the Lord shall sit. Oh, glory. Our efforts here today are not just to try to build some great monument on this earth. We're not here to try to see just how many of us we can get as far as number is concerned. The only one that knows about number is God. And the only thing he's concerned about is that last one that's filled with the Holy Ghost. Thank God. And it could be today. Somebody received the Holy Ghost in this camp meeting, and he said that is the pleroma. That is the full number of Gentiles, and it's time to get out of here with them. Blessed be the name of God. Amen. Do you love him today? Amen has got the blood applied to your heart and your life. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, what a wonder. What a wonder he is. What a wonder his church is. What is there that keeps us going? Because we know it's not just people watching us, but there's all kind of creatures watching us. Hallelujah to God. And we're teaching them the many-sided wisdom of God. I want to be able, thank God, when I throw my crown down before him. The word is ballow. We shall cast it, throw it down at his feet. Hallelujah. I'm not going to tell him of the deeds I've done, the battles I've fought and I've overcome. I want to say like everybody else is saying, it's your blood that did the whole thing. Satan would have had us whipped. Satan would have had us whipped. He would be riding the back of the cloud. He would match the most high. Except for one thing, and that is, when I sinned, I brought it to an altar. Thank God in the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse it. Somebody asked, when is the blood applied? All along. All along. You walk in the light. You walk in the light as he is in the light. And the blood of Jesus Christ, it is a present participle which is linear action. It means it continues to cleanse us from all sin. Hallelujah. It doesn't stop. I'm glad it didn't stop at one place, but it keeps on cleansing us from sin. Let's thank him today for the blood of Christ that cleanses from sin.